There are many ways people listen to vision, including on smart speakers. Just tell your smart speakers to play Vision Christian Radio. Alexa, play Vision Christian Radio. Vision. Yep, it really is that easy. You can also say, play V180 Radio for our music channel. It's just another way that Vision is helping you look to God daily. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, the biggest kids' movie out right now is The Little Mermaid. It's making quite a splash. It seems to be winning a big fan base, being faithful to the original story. It may be a surprise for many, though, that there are some woke film critics who seem determined to hijack kids' movies. Well, James McPherson is back with us today with thoughts on the movie critic from the New York Times who described the new movie as everything nobody should want in a movie, dutiful and defensive, yet desperate for approval. It reeks of obligation and noble intentions. Uh, For him, it was missing a kink factor. Well, James McPherson, a special welcome back to 2020. Hey, Neil, thanks for having me. James, where do you come across these critics? <laughs> Give us some insight here into uh, the one who is saying these things about uh, The Little Mermaid. Well, look, I'm, I'm reading a review of the movie starring Halle Berry uh, in the New York Times, and their Pulitzer Prize winning critic, Wesley Morris, writes that uh, the movie is missing joy, fun, mystery, risk, flavour and kink. And I had to read that over again because I couldn't believe I'd just read the word kink as being something missing from a kid's movie. But sure enough, uh, the critic at the New York Times believes that uh, The Little Mermaid needs a little more kink. Now, uh, I don't know what to make of someone who believes that, you know, it would have been a great kid's movie if only it had contained a little more interracial porn. I mean, seriously, can you believe a mainstream newspaper is writing that sort of stuff? You've got to wonder what the heck is going on at the New York Times and why on earth would any movie critic believe we need kink in a movie for children? Interesting, isn't it, that a movie critic is likely to be writing uh, his review for adults and appealing to something in a lot of mainstream adults that is looking for something of, of, you know, that you might even call a kink factor in movies, but then suggesting that those things should be in a children's movie. Uh, You're taking uh, that and and saying, well, you know, children's movies ought to be without that kink factor. (laughs) Absolutely, they ought to be. I think zero is exactly the right amount of kink in a children's movie. But, Neil, what I think this... uh, demonstrates is the desire to sexualize our children and we're seeing it everywhere now i mean you and i i think have talked about drag queen story times on this program and that's been a a common theme in media lately but uh, it's not just in terms of drag queen story times but uh disney have been pushing the sexualization of children for quite some time in march last year uh Kari burke who's the president of disney's general entertainment content division Uh, She promised that by the end of 2022, Disney would uh, feature LGBTQ characters as exactly 50% of all Disney cartoon characters. 
Now, that's not accidental. It's a deliberate push to sexualize uh, our children. And so then you've got to ask the question, well, why would some adults want to sexualize children? And uh, that is the big question and the big issue of our generation right now. Isn't it interesting, and uh, you're a parent, I'm a parent, and uh, when you've watched movies with your children, in some ways uh, there are some things that are double meanings, uh, that parents somehow or other pick up those things and the children, it just goes over their head. And in some ways, when these creators are making a children's film, uh, they're trying to pitch it so that adults will get something enjoyable from that at the same time do you think that's what he's calling for and do you think that maybe you know <laughs> the little mermaid misses something here for adults look if he is calling for that then um it's a, a fairly sick call but i i don't quite share your implied optimism Neil. i think it's far more insidious than that i, I think for a, a certain group of people who view their entire identity through their sexuality how do you feel uh, normal unless you sexualize all of society and of course the only way you can sexualize all of society is to begin from the ground up you've got to start with children and so that's why uh, Disney um, are pushing uh, LGBTQ plus characters uh, through all of their movies it's a deliberate attempt to remake society in their own image I referred earlier to Mary uh, Burke who's the uh, president of Disney um, she spoke in the New York Post about the fact that she's got two children, one of whom is transgender and one of whom is um, uh, queer. And so she herself has an interest in remaking society so that those children are the norm. Well, to do that, you've got to uh, make genderqueer, non-binary, LGBTQ characters so prevalent that children don't even blink an eye to it. It just becomes an accepted part of life. Now, some people think that's a really good thing, but I would argue that the majority of parents are not happy about this at all. You've got to have your wits about you then as a parent, haven't you? Because in order to identify what that woke agenda is trying to help you adopt in your own thinking, uh, that's actually opposite to what we see as perhaps a Christian ethic on how families function. And so just getting ahead of the game and uh, being able to identify, to discern what is being forced on you, that's going to be a a clear thing that people, and especially parents, need to have. Yeah, I think it's part of educating children in 2023 is to teach children to be able to identify underlying themes that are coming through in media content. Our kids are saturated in media, not just at the movies, but uh, on their phones um, as they progress through school. So so really, I think a valuable thing for parents to do is to sit down and unpack themes after watching a movie or after watching a television program or even a music video clip. Sit down with your children and talk to them about, okay, what were the underlying messages there? What do you think they were trying to say? Because there's always an underlying message and educating your children to be able to identify those is a very important skill uh, that they need to be equipped with to move forward and and. Uh, and navigate um, what is becoming increasingly complicated culture. I know you were talking about uh, the thought of that word kink 
because someone calling for kink in kids' movies uh, might have been thinking about kink in a way of a twist in the plot. Uh, But obviously this critic, uh, you're pretty confident, is not calling for a twist in the plot. (laughs) <laughs> There's a couple of things that make me pretty confident, Neil. One is that uh, Morris is an openly gay man who constantly goes on and on about the importance of culturally reparative work. What that means is undoing what he would call white heteronormativity. Uh, so when he said the word kink, um, he meant kink, not an unexpected plot twist. Um, I, I mean, he could have said, uh, you know, it's missing joy, fun, mystery, twists and turns. Um, that would have worked, but he decided to go with kink and the sub-editors at the New York Times, they left that word in. And having worked in newspapers, I know the one thing you strive for is clarity. When you're writing newspaper articles, you don't want to be misunderstood. And so the fact that they left that rather ambiguous word in uh, was a pretty clear indication that they knew exactly what they meant. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But with just enough camouflage to uh, make good people like you and I question whether that's really what they meant because it's hard to believe that adults reasonable people would say something like that about a children's movie what do you say james uh, to that person who might be listening into our conversation saying uh, you're reading too much into this uh, surely those makers <laughs> of children's movies are not wanting to groom our kids uh, but we do live yeah. in a, a culture war. What are your thoughts for people who are saying, this surely can't be happening at the cinema when I take my kids to see a kid's movie? I would say come out from under the rock you've been living in and join the real world. Um, I mean, this is not a secret, Neil. This is not some conspiracy. Uh, as I said to you, that the president of Disney herself came out last year and said it is our goal, it's one of our missions to make sure that 50% of our characters are LGBTQ. Um, The Disney theme park itself also boasted that they have gotten rid of all gendered pronouns. So when you come to the park, we will no longer welcome you as ladies and gentlemen, boys or girls. We'll welcome you as hello people. Um, This is a deliberate move. Disney are not secretive about it. They're boasting about it, that we want to de-gender the next generation. So to people who are sceptical, I think our scepticism our scepticism simply comes because it's hard to believe that the world is moving in this direction, but um, the evidence is pretty clear, and if you're not aware of it, then you're either very naive or you've been living somewhere else the past 10 years. James, your thoughts here. How much kink should you, as a parent, tolerate in children's films? And you might be thinking uh, we'll run a metre over all the children's films that we might have uh, in DVDs or that are coming to us on streaming services. How much kink do you think we should tolerate? Yeah, I would tolerate exactly no kink, Neil. (laughs) Um, I mean, obviously, as your children get older uh, and become teenagers, then they're exposed to more things. But I mean, small children, and and the movie The Little Mermaid is aimed at small children. They are really still developing their sense of identity and who they are. To to put your child in a position where they're receiving mixed messages about such fundamental things as their own identity, when that's still very malleable and being formed, um, is just the height of irresponsibility. So in answer to your question, I would tolerate... None of that stuff. I, I need to just quickly point out, Neil, that um, the New York Times critic was 
uh, outlining what he would would have liked to have seen. Um, there is none of that in the movie itself. So the movie is quite safe for the parents. But what we're talking about is what the New York Times critic wished was in the film. We just need to make that clear in no. case people think, no, I have to boycott the movie. It sounds terrible. Yeah. I know uh, in your latest article, and I'll tell listeners how they can get a hold of an article like this one in their inbox each day, but uh, you were even uh, speculating as to what the movie might look like if it did have the kink factor and, uh, you know, with a romance with Prince Eric. Uh, give us your insights into, you know, what would, a, what would a really kinky movie look like if it was applied to uh, The Little Mermaid? Neil, 2020 starting to get a little racy on hair here. <laughs> I, mean, look, I, I joked in my article that, I mean, what, what, what do they want? Do they want Prince Derek dressed in bondage gear returning from a Mardi Gras to whip Ariel for 15 minutes as she hangs upside down in their underwater cave? I mean, is that what the New York Times critic wants children to, to watch? It would seem so. And, and uh, sadly for him, um, they've left that part out of this rendition of the movie. Maybe it'll be in the director's cut and... Uh, the uh, New York Times movie critic can watch that in the privacy of his own home. I don't know. Well, uh, for adults now who are thinking, I'm going to take my children along to see The Little Mermaid, uh, to go and see that at the movies. I hope no one's got the wrong impression by us talking about the movie today, thinking somehow or other it's all bad, because uh, uh, on this particular level, you're actually making an assessment of the movie that it's actually a pretty good movie, and making that assessment according to the fact that woke critics actually don't think it's kinky enough, and therefore it's probably not too bad. Is that one way of assessing it? <laughs> That's one way of assessing it. If there's a movie the New York Times doesn't like for your children, maybe it's an appropriate one. Okay. Uh, I, now, I must confess, I haven't seen the movie. Uh, I do have four daughters who grew up with uh, The Little Mermaid, and uh, so, you know, it was a part of, you know, my family growing up. Have you seen the movie yourself at all yet, James? Got to admit, Neil, the, the Little Mermaid does not appeal to me with two teenage 18-year-old boys these days. <laughs> Probably not something we're going to go and see. But just, just quickly, I mean, you've got to watch your kids' movies. Um, just recently, it came out in the news that Transformers, I don't know if you remember the Transformers cartoons, yep. I, mean, I grew up with those, but um, they are talking uh, in the Transformers cartoons about gender-neutral pronouns and being non-binary and so you know you sit your kids down in front of a screen to watch television for half an hour an hour you really as a parent now can't afford to just assume that that's a safe environment for your children you need to be monitoring their content and i get it for parents life is already busy enough without having to constantly monitor what your children are watching on television or on their screens and yet um, that's now an incredibly important part of raising children in uh, the 21st century uh, there's so many dimensions and there's so many subliminal messages that are being conveyed every time we sit our children in front of uh, television uh, or their screens and they're watching these movies. Uh, this one, The Little Mermaid, is now out in cinemas and I guess you're getting your money's worth. I I've heard it's two hours and 15 minutes long, so uh, you've, got to be, you've got to be able to sit still long enough and I think some kids are actually having trouble sitting still for the movie, but, uh, but it's a great movie then for kids in the sense uh, that it doesn't have the woke kink that's being asked of the LGBT community. 
hey, you might want to get these sorts of articles that uh, give you some insights into these things that are breaking around the world. James McPherson, independent journalist, political commentator. He's host of the Sky News program, The Late Debate. Uh, you are able to uh, access some of these great insightful articles each day just go to jamesmcpherson.substack.com you can subscribe there for free jamesmcpherson.substack.com keep your eye out too for james's book woke topia laying bare the lunacy of woke culture james great insights as always thanks so much for sharing those with us today on 2020 thanks for having me neil i always enjoy it Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.